The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Your host is Teresa Jungling. Although not a doctor, Teresa's extensive research enabled her to take control of her health after unexplainable health symptoms began taking a toll on her life. What Teresa has learned and what will be discussed with experts on today's show will undoubtedly help you too. Join us now for an hour that could quite literally change your life. Now, here's Teresa. Hello and welcome to Living Natural Today, Out with Toxins, In with Your Health, where we come every week to share resources for minimizing toxins in order to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm someone who is passionate about toxins in our food, environment, personal care products, homes, and more because they've harmed my own health. And I don't want I want to inform you so you don't have to go down the same road that I did. Now, I know that this time of the year can get really busy. Are you stressed out yet? As I mentioned in other shows, stress can be toxic to our bodies. But, and unfortunately, one of the harmful things that can happen as a result is adrenal fatigue. And I'm excited to have our guest on today to discuss this very topic. Lydia Shatney, blogger at Divine Health from the Inside Out and teacher of Heal Your Gut, is a single mom of four fabulous boys on a mission to share her passion for whole healthy, real foods with the world. Lydia believes that good health is a choice and a gift that we cannot take for granted. And in this day and age, we must fight for it. Lydia is a certified as a, a nutritional therapy practitioner through the Nutritional Therapy Association, as well as the chapter leader for the Weston A. Price Foundation in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Lydia offers specialized step-by-step consultations to transform your health with the use of hair tissue mineral analysis to create an individualized nutritional protocol. So Lydia, I've been receiving your newsletters for a while, and you provide some some great health information. So I, I want to thank you for joining me today, and I'm so excited to, to talk with you. Well, thanks for inviting me, Teresa. I'm glad to be here, too. Great. Now, today's topic is, is one that's both near and dear to, to both of our hearts because um, we've suffered with adrenal fatigue in the past, and, and a few years ago, I, I suffered severe adrenal fatigue, and um, unfortunately, it was misdiagnosed in the beginning, so it, you know, it continued to progress until it really became debilitating for me. Um, and even currently, I'm sort of dealing with a, a milder case of adrenal fatigue right now from some chronic stress that I've been under for the past few months. But this time around, I'm managing it better because, you know, I know my symptoms. I, I know now that I need to support my adrenals and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it's a health issue that results from the toxic effects on our body and unfortunately can sometimes get overlooked or at least, you know, be misunderstood by traditional healthcare. So today we're going to discuss what adrenal fatigue is, its symptoms, testing, and how you can overcome it. So with that being said, let's just jump right in. So um, Lydia, to start off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I live in near the Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania. I'm a single mother. I have four boys. Uh, so that right You're there busy. tells you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, I have a, you know, my own business. I, I 
pretty much uh, work virtually online with clients all over the world. Uh, and I have a website you mentioned already, and I write a lot about adrenal fatigue on there as well as other topics, but general health. So I have a similar passion to you, Teresa. And uh, I just kind of customized my own work to fit my life because I, too, like you, have adrenal fatigue uh, to some degree. And so I kind of just, you know, created this um, passion of mine into kind of a career and help others as well. So I absolutely love what I do and I enjoy working with people and helping them feel better and get better. And so here I am. Yes, it's it's great that you can take what you've learned along the way and, and to be able to instill it in other people's lives and, and help them out. So um, yeah, that's, that's great. So uh, we'll just dig right into adrenal fatigue. And so um, I guess first off, since we just throw the term out all the time, if you can give us an explanation of what adrenal fatigue is. Well, basically, adrenal fatigue is really just a collection of signs and symptoms known as a syndrome, and it results when your adrenal gland function is less than what it should be. The adrenal glands actually could maybe be over-functioning too, uh, but usually when we think of adrenal fatigue, we're thinking more of someone who's got under-functioning adrenal glands. But either way, both are going to diminish the actual effectiveness of uh, the adrenal glands. And it's really when your adrenal glands can no longer adequately meet the normal demands of stress on the body, and that can be, you know, in various forms. So you might experience things like fatigue for no real reason, you know, trouble getting going in the morning, a feeling of overwhelm or just feeling run down, or maybe, uh, maybe even you just can't do basic normal things like you should and you wonder why. Uh, or maybe you'll go on vacation like you normally do and, and then it, you can't recover from your vacation, <laughs> things like that. Uh, sometimes even just planning a party and, you know, all the effort it takes to put one together and then you, you're just, you crash for days after, things like that can really tax someone who's adrenally fatigued. Uh, even things like hypoglycemia and it can range from basic some people don't even know they have it, to a, a point where it's very reactive hypoglycemia, where it's just a, a, an extreme amount of symptoms where maybe you get dizzy when you stand up or you, you have to eat like constantly every two hours or you feel like you're going to pass out. Um, you might feel faint, uh, get blurry-eyed when you go out into like bright buildings or the sun. Um, some people might even feel like they're going to pass out if they just do basic exertion. Um, so it can be pretty extreme, you know, or it can be mild and you might not really detect it. Uh, I like to say the term, you find that you get what we call hangry. So you're hungry, but you're angry. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the hypoglycemia symptom there. Uh, some people crave salt or they really crave sweets majorly are looking for energy from the sweets, essentially. Um, and, you know, they just, these are people who generally have a sense of unwellness and they lack joy and normal vitality because their body's, one of their main energy producing organs is not functioning optimally. So, you know, the symptoms can be anywhere from mild to very severe and even can be life-threatening if it gets really, really bad. Right. Yep. You explained it right on. And I can sympathize with everything that you were saying. And 
I, I was one who craved um, salt over sweets, I guess, but um, just the dizzy feeling when you stand up and because of the blood pressure being so low. And, and even um, I was somebody who used to thrive on stress and I would love to be busy, busy, busy. And, and then it got to the point that I couldn't handle one ounce of stress. And right. it was, um, yeah, just exactly how you were ex- explaining there. So it's, it's amazing what our body can do <laughs> that way. Um, now, as we discuss adrenal fatigue and then, you know, stress definitely plays a huge role in it. And, and like you mentioned, it can be from um, different types of stress that is, is being introduced to our body all the time. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how stress can negatively affect our health even um, in addition to a, adrenal fatigue, um, I know that there's so much more that stress can do to affect our health. Sure. Well, let's talk about how it affects your your biochemistry. Basically, you know, stress can really deplete our body's minerals. Um, I love talking about minerals. They're so fascinating to me, but uh, I think more people should get a grasp on this because it's so important. Minerals are like our body's, you know, they're they're like our spark plugs. They They essentially keep our battery charge, if you will, and when we are in stress or constant stress, and basically this modern life is stress, (laughs) Um, you're going to burn through minerals, you know, you're going to burn through numerous minerals, and if you're not replacing them through your, through adequate diet, and usually diet isn't enough, or, you know, mineral supplementation, you're not going to have the vitality or energy you need to function, so when stress dominates our body just loses these essential minerals. You know, typically it's calcium and magnesium that go first, but there's others. And stress actually uh, causes an increase in our adrenal output of mineral corticoids. So the stimulation of the adrenal glands tends to increase the secretion of the hormones that cause a loss of minerals. Hmm. And mineral corticoids, I'm sorry, I can never say that word, are a class of steroid hormones, and they're characterized by their influence on salt and water balances, and they also have a relationship with calcium, which, you know, which we just talked about craving salt. There's a bunch of symptoms that go along with that, you know, if you have your, uh, this imbalance of potassium and sodium, um, you're going to have all kinds of specific symptoms, including the blood pressure issues, things like that. Um, anyway, so, you know, that's kind of, what happens with the minerals there, um, and when the stress response is going on over time, you know, and we're losing those minerals, we can actually have other minerals build up in the body. So what happens is potassium and sodium, and even sometimes phosphorus, will increase. These are people who will end up with, like, high blood pressure. And then, um, you know, that can, uh, in time, also, you know, I'm sorry, correspond with, you know, the loss of calcium and magnesium. So essentially, you know, this prolonged stress response can result in some pretty severe mineral deficiencies. Um, And stress can also change your metabolism, actually, and it will cause your body to retain uh, the minerals you need to stimulate while at the same time lose nutrients and minerals that will actually help calm the body. So, you know, you've got either... You need sedative minerals and you need stimulating minerals. And if they're out of balance, either way, it doesn't matter. It's You're not going to be feeling normal or even, you know. So eventually, if you have continued stress, your body is going to slowly lose its ability to adequately store those sedative minerals. And then you're going to find yourself in a serious, deeper state of adrenal fatigue 
Um, one mineral that people usually lose big time is magnesium. That's actually particularly, uh, particularly sensitive to stress. Pretty much everyone has got a magnesium imbalance these days, it seems. Um, and stress also depletes, you know, chromium and zinc. And without the right balance of minerals, we just don't function properly. And then we end up with, you know, a plethora of symptoms that just make us feel worse. So um, that's really, really kind of the underlying, you know, what's going on in our body that produces all the problems that come from this, you know? Right, right. Okay, so, yeah, that that explains that well with how stress can negatively affect our health. Um now, getting back to the adrenals, now, how do they affect other areas of our body? Because I know it's just so tied in with um, the whole endocrine system there and, and, and your hormones and things like that. And even um, it affects even how we are processing um, or utilizing carbohydrates and fats, yep. correct? So yeah. it, mm-hmm. if you can explain how the adrenals affect all these other areas in our body. Well, I mean, you're, you're right. Basically, our adrenals, along with our thyroid, they're our main energy-producing organs, and they influence all of the uh, major physiological processes in our body. So when our adrenals are tanked, the rest of our body goes kaput, too. <laughs> so, yeah, so the endocrine system falls, you know, down, too. And typically what will happen is it's usually your adrenals that get stressed first, and then the thyroid goes with it. It's not always a... You know, a lot of people will talk about having thyroid issues as it's as if it's a thyroid issue, and usually it's secondary to what has happened already to the adrenal glands. So, um, you know, we, we always look, I always look at the adrenals first, uh, usually with clients. But, you know, um, the adrenal glands actually, like you said, affect the utilization of carbs and fats and the conversion of fats and proteins into energy, as well as even the distribution of our stored fat, you know, um, and they play a role in normal blood sugar regulation. You, you heard me talking about hypoglycemia a minute ago. And they also um, help with proper cardiovascular and even gastrointestinal function. You know, over time, excess cortisol can affect the gut lining and damage it. So that's a big issue uh, there too. And the adrenals also secrete both anti-inflammatory and antioxidant hormones and they help you know those help minimize negative and allergic reactions to foods and environmental allergies so a lot of times people with adrenal fatigue will have asthma or allergy severe seasonal allergies I used to I had horrible seasonal allergies mm-hmm. um, and even environmental allergies too um, uh, the only reason our adrenals may negatively affect our health is if they're not working properly, <laughs> you know. So um, they pretty much are pretty key in regulating so many functions of the body. Um, so, I mean, we could go on and on and on all day talking about it, really. <laughs> right, right. They're so important. I mean, I mean, you have to have them. So that's, um, you know, the the stress response, you know, you, you, if you're faced with a, a bear in front of you or whatever you want to be able to turn and run and, and get out of there so um, yeah. we have to we have to have our adrenals and they need to be working up to power so that we can do that um, right, right now can you explain the um, adrenals and stress and the cortisol connection because I know that um, there's typical levels of the day that it's higher and lower um, right. throughout the day too correct can you explain that whole connection there 
Well, cortisol is essential to our health and maintaining balance of vitality. It's actually, you know, considered what we call the stress hormone. Uh, levels of cortisol actually are supposed to fluctuate at a certain, you know, levels throughout the day in a normal, healthy individual, and we call that our circadian rhythm, really. Um, so when it's out of balance, you know, it really messes things up. So it's so cortisol is essentially secreted in response to stress. And you just said something about a bear, you know, and obviously most of us aren't running into a bear, but mm-hmm. we are running into traffic and we're rushing out the door in the morning and we're dealing with kids who are having temper tantrums and we can't pay bills on time or, you know, whatever it may be, anything our is as a stress or even a danger, um, we need cortisol. Cortisol is going to come in and it's going to, you know, be secreted in response to these things. Um, it's a protective mechanism. But what happens is if over time repeatedly uh, we're, you know, constantly, you know, pumping out cortisol, this can actually weaken our natural response to keep producing more cortisol when it's needed. And in some cases, people's bodies are so imbalanced that they can't produce enough cortisol when needed. In some cases, people are constantly producing too much. It just depends on, you know, what your mineral balance is in your body. Um, So some people actually can't, you know, come down off of a cortisol high. Like they're constantly, you know, the cortisol is just floating around and they they stay in the stress response. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see this, you know, with certain mineral patterns and ratios in, in hair analysis testing. So let's give examples. So if someone's got higher or prolonged levels of cortisol, um, you know, and this is someone who's in current adrenal stress or they've got overactive adrenals. And honestly, this could happen for long periods of time. I mean, it could be years and years and years that someone's in this kind of a state. Uh, they can experience things like, you know, they don't have good cognitive function anymore. It's not as good as it should be. Um, their thyroid's going to have less you know, optimal function as well, blood sugar imbalances, you know, it can be as extreme as I just described to simple hyperglycemia uh, or even insulin resistance. Uh, Things like decreased bone density. Uh, Sleep disruption is very common. That's actually huge. It's probably one of the main things I here. Mm-hmm. Um, like at 2 or 2.30 in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people can't get to sleep, then they wake up in the middle of the night, and then they they can't, uh, they wake up too early, or they can't wake up in the morning like they should, and there's all different patterns. It just depends on what your cortisol is doing. Um, you also, you know, in, a, in an adrenal stress situation with excessive cortisol, you're going to likely have some elevated blood pressure, you probably have lower immune function, um, maybe even, you know, some increased abdominal fat, uh, and that can, you know, cause other health problems as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, someone who's got the low cortisol now because, you know, maybe they've had excess cortisol for a long time and their adrenals are, like, too tired to produce it anymore, uh, they will probably also have, you know, less brain function, but it would be more like brain fog, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe even just kind of feeling blah, apathetic, maybe some mild depression. They'll also likely have low thyroid function, 
again, you know, the blood sugar won't be working probably right. You know, hypoglycemia is usually very common. Afternoon fatigue, maybe even mid-morning fatigue. Uh, sleep disruptions common as well. Usually in these people, you'll have low blood pressure, uh, the kind where you're, you know, if you're sitting down and you stand up suddenly, you feel wonky and dizzy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had way low blood pressure. It was like 90. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah. pretty bad. And then uh, lowered immune function is very common. So you get sick a lot and take a longer time to recover. General inflammation, low libido, and even just, you know, the basic things in life, you're just kind of, you don't care anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are the two extremes, but, you know. It affects everything, yes. It really so does. Many, so many things. Um, we're going to get ready here to take a short break very shortly, but before we do, I want to ask you one more question. And in the second segment for our audience, we are going to discuss um, more of the hair analysis that Lydia has has mentioned a little bit here. So I, we're going to get into that in a little bit more greater detail. But before we do, I do want to ask, um, you have touched on now, what are some of the causes for adrenal fatigue? What what can cause it? You know, we've, we've said stress, um, but there's other things that can cause it in addition to stress, correct? Sure. I mean, it's hard to say what exactly specifically cause it. It could be a number of things, then they can vary. So generally speaking, the body just doesn't have enough of the key macro minerals left. You know, it doesn't have enough calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. And, and that's from eating the wrong diet, correct, or, or harmful food, Yeah, I guess. that could be part of it. Whatever it took to deplete these, could, you know, to begin with. So it could be a lifelong stressor of some sort, whether it's emotional, psychological, situational, maybe even just the demands of motherhood, Uh, just having, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of babies can really deplete a mom, you know, and especially if they're close in age. Poor diet, definitely, because you're not getting the nutrients to begin with. Mm -hmm. High stress lifestyle, uh, you know, like a workaholics or maybe even someone who just likes to go out and party all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, or even a student, you know, I, I've, I've seen college students get extreme adrenal fatigue from, you know, going to school, working hard in school, working a job to, you know, go through school and they're burning the midnight oil, studying, never slowing down, you know, and then they're eating cafeteria food, right? So they're not getting very nourished. Right. So essentially, you know, there's the nourishment piece of food and then there's the slowing down and nurturing the body with rest and, you know, sleep and things like that. Those are really, really key, but it can be, it can be emotional too, you know? Right. Okay, great. So we um, yep, talked about what adrenal fatigue is and, and what's causing it and how it harms our body. Now, after the break, I, I want to talk about getting better from adrenal fatigue and, and what we can do and, and, um, the steps we can take. So um, we have to take a short break right now, but when we come back, we'll continue to talk to Lydia about adrenal fatigue. So be sure to tweet um, hashtag LNT radio if you have a comment or question. And even if you aren't listening live, we'll, we'll try to answer your question in a later episode. We look forward to talking with you in just a few moments. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. 
To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. I'm Teresa Jungling. Thank you for joining us. I'm back with my guest today, Lydia Shatney of Divine Health from the Inside Out. And we're going to continue our discussion about adrenal fatigue. So in the, in the first segment, we talked about what adrenal fatigue is, how it can affect our body, how we can end up with adrenal fatigue. And now I want to get into um, how to get better and, and what we can do to supplement um, our adrenals and, and testing that can be done and things like that. So um, as we mentioned in the first segment, both Lydia and I both have experienced adrenal fatigue, unfortunately, and, and so many um, have it out there. But um, I want to discuss with her how she has... Um, started to get better and how she's been able to get better over time with her adrenal fatigue. So if you, if you could speak to that, Lydia. Sure. Uh, so I guess I probably should go back a little bit and share how bad it was for me. I, I, I really feel like I probably had adrenal fatigue when I was young, uh, just because now knowing the symptoms, I, I had a lot of them back then and I was chronically sick you know, middle school, high school, bad allergies, asthma, always had a, you know, some type of respiratory infection, uh, things like that. And then, you know, in my early 20s, I kind of just, you know, didn't respect my body and stayed out late and, you know, drank and did stupid things. And and then I started having kids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it kind of snowballed and snowballed and snowballed to the point where I got to flatlined. And I spent a couple of years of just, I was just, I want to say the word wasted because I literally felt like I was almost in a coma. I just barely had any energy. I was caring for four kids. It was really challenging. And uh, I was always getting sick. I never felt good. Um, I always wanted sugar and chocolate and coffee and <laughs> You know, and um, anyway, it was about 2009 when I when I finally got to a point where things were so bad that I just, you know, was able to start making some changes. And uh, 
I had that fall some serious symptoms of like that reactive hypoglycemia I was describing before. I'd almost pass out, things like that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't leave the house without water and food, like, and, and I would need it, like every 30 minutes, an hour. I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to sleep a lot. I couldn't do much. I couldn't take on anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want anybody to bother me. <laughs> and thankfully, at the time, I, I was able to sleep a lot more and rest a lot more. And it took me a couple of years of just literally not having anything more than just taking care of me and the kids. Um, you know, I, I didn't do anything else. I just rested and, and like, survived, you know. Uh, and I started to change my diet. I started to, you know, I got gluten out. I got some food sensitivities out uh, and really started to respect myself more and, and just take better care of myself. And that's when I started to feel, you know, decent. And I spent quite a bit of time really focused on balancing my blood sugar through forcing it with my diet, you know, like eating certain time frames and eating certain types of foods and going to bed every night. I was religious about getting to bed early because I spent so many years up at night with babies, you know. Mm-hmm. I was ready. I was like, you know what? No one's going to interrupt my sleep anymore. <laughs> and uh, so I was very, you know, I had my routine and I, you know, I, I made sure I always got good sleep and I just was gentle with myself and started taking some magnesium. That was the first mineral I took. I don't, I don't necessarily recommend random mineral supplementation, by the way, but at the time it was very helpful uh, and it helped me a lot. And I started eating more fats and, and just things like that. And it really took a long time to start feeling decent. But then I realized anytime I had a stressful situation and, you know, I'm a single mom and so it, it happens, you know, especially even just financially has always been a stress. Um, anytime the stress was more serious, I, I noticed I would kind of crash afterwards. And this is even going back, you know, maybe two years, I, I would I'd have horrible crashes after a season of stress. So I, um, I started paying more attention to the whole mineral piece of it, and that was really what made the biggest difference. That and always... Um, trying to manage my life in such a way where I was not ever exceeding what I could handle, which I already basically am just having four kids. But, you know, anything outside of that, I I would just have to shut it all out and say no to more things. And so um, that that's hard for women, especially, especially moms. We want to, you know, we want to be super mom and we want to do everything. So. Uh, anyway, I've gotten better to the point where, you know, I have, I don't have any extreme symptoms. My blood sugar is regulated. I sleep well. Uh, my energy is decent. It's not perfect. I could have more. Um, but I don't struggle with the allergies anymore. I used to have more extreme, like eczema, and that's gone. Asthma is under control. I have one time a year where it kind of bothers me just because of the season, but it's minimal. Uh, my blood pressure's fine. I used to be way, way low. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm very stable. Now, my adrenals are still tired, um, which, you know, is kind of to be expected and just with my life situation, but I know how to manage things, and I'm very... Um, I'm actually very gentle with myself to the point where I might drive other people crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Where I just, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to take on anything. Right. Sorry. 
Um, and uh, even with my kids, you know, they want to do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, no, we're, we can't overdo it. So um, right now mom needs to stay, you know, you know, I need to stay well because if I'm not, then what's going to happen to them? So right. um, anyway, it's been uh, it's been a long road, but I'm at the point where things are stable and I just need to plod forward. <laughs> right, right. Like you said, we... You learn how to manage it. So, um, like you said, getting rid of some of the stressors in your life and getting the better sleep and and um, eating, you know, a proper diet and things like that. Um, are there when it comes to food and eating? Um, I find that protein helps me actually. But um, and I know that in the mornings, you know, I shouldn't be eating fruit and things like that. But are there um, specific? Um, best times to eat throughout the day or are there specific foods that um, help to support the adrenals better? Absolutely. Generally speaking, we need to be eating real food, you know, whole food. I know you know that, but sometimes, you know, in this culture, it's hard to really get away from the processed foods a little bit. So the best quality foods you can get, if possible, you know, good proteins would be obviously not conventionally raised, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) excuse me, because they're less you know, nutrient-dense, so you want to look for grass-fed and pastured and organic and things like that. Good fats are important, um, although someone who's really fatigued can't have too much fat because they can't really process it well, but good fats like butter, ghee, coconut oil, pastured eggs, things like that. Lots of cooked vegetables are actually really great because they provide all the necessary nutrients that we really need. Uh, Fruit's okay, but, you know, Fruit can be pro- problematic with, you know, the whole hypoglycemia thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you want to make sure you're not eating, like, a banana all by itself as a snack might not be a good idea. But some fruit is okay. And, you know, small amounts of nuts and seeds might make a good snack, things like that. Starchier foods might need to be limited for some people depending on, you know, kind of where they're at with the blood sugar balance and things like that. Uh, but typically I recommend starchy vegetables over grains and legumes because they can, some people can have a harder time uh, digesting them, although they can be good too. Uh, so properly prepared. I prefer to recommend gluten-free grains just because wheat, modern wheat, has so many issues surrounding it. And it's not even just the gluten. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other topic <laughs> for another day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so if someone's in adrenal stress, where they're, you know, like you were saying, you would go, 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 go back in the day before you got burned out. Those mm-hmm. people need more fats, actually, because the fats will help slow them down a little bit and they'll help be like a longer burning source of fuel for them. They'll also need moderate protein in their diet and lower glycemic vegetables. And then if someone's burned out, uh, they're going to need more protein. They're going to need to eat protein pretty much pretty much at every meal if they can, mm-hmm. and some fat, good fat, but not a lot of fat because, it's, again, it's going to be harder for them to digest and process it. People in burnout have a tougher time with digestion. Their digestion slowed down. Their liver slowed down. So fat takes a lot of energy to burn up and use and process, so that can be too much fat can be hard on them. Mm-hmm. And so adrenally fatigued people also are going to need more carbohydrate. Uh, because they need that quicker uh, burning fuel. You know, they need that 
regularly because their adrenals need that energy. You know, they don't have the energy they need from them, so they have to get the energy in the diet. And when I say carbohydrates, uh, you know, namely vegetables if you can, uh, but a, a good range of carbohydrate foods, healthy carbohydrates is good for someone. So, uh, you know, and everyone's going to need to kind of find what works for them because I work with people who have damaged leaky gut and things like that. They can't handle grains and legumes, so, you know, they have to kind of focus on vegetables. So everyone's going to be a little bit different in that. And then as far as how often you should eat, really, you're going to want to eat within an eight-hour, eight- to ten-hour window of time during daylight hours is best. Now, that's just a kind of a broad suggestion because there are some people, like way back when, when I was really bad off, I had to eat more often than that just because I was in such bad shape. So some people may need to eat more than that. But generally speaking, an eight- to ten-hour window during those daylight hours, um, and usually if you have a, the fatigue side of adrenal, you know, where you're more tired rather than the, the stress person, um, you're going to need to eat maybe 30 to minutes, 30 minutes to an hour after you wake up. Um, this is actually a big deal because I a lot of people skip breakfast or they don't get a good enough breakfast or they wait too long. And when you wait too long, what you're doing is, especially in adrenal fatigue, most people have some level of hypoglycemia. So what happens is if you wait too long to eat, you may be, your blood sugar is getting too low and your adrenal glands actually have to come in and help rescue you, essentially, and raise the blood sugar. Well, if you have tired adrenal glands, your body's not going to really be able to do that well, plus it's going to tax them even more. So you want to avoid that. So you need to eat, like, frequently. And um, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to need to eat, you know, shortly after and not wait too long. If you wait, like, three hours or more, you're going to feel hangry. So, and then, you know, eating every two to three hours, it just depends on how, where you're at, you know. If you have serious, like, hypoglycemia every two hours, if you're not as bad every three hours, and then in someone who's, you know, overactive adrenals, they can go a little longer between meals, you know, maybe four hours or so, because they're eating more fats, and that tends to last a little bit longer. Um, although I do think they should have snacks and things like that, because these are the people who, you know, might go all day without eating, you know. That's what I notice. Um so it's important. It's important to eat. It's important to fuel your body. It's important to give your body energy through food when your adrenals are tired. And it's important to keep your blood sugar managed by eating regularly so you don't tax your adrenals even more by making them raise your blood sugar. Okay. okay. Um, and a lot of people with adrenal fatigue often have poor appetite. So, it, you know, they have to be told this because they have to kind of force the issue sometimes. So. Right. Make sure that they're getting enough food throughout the day, definitely, and taking the time to stop and, and to do that. So, um, yep, that's great. Now, I do want to get into the hair analysis tests now. So there are ways that we can um, test for how well, like you said, that with how well, if we're getting enough minerals, what, what we are deficient in, things like that, and then um, to see how well our adrenals are functioning from all of this. So can you tell us a little bit about the hair analysis test that you recommend and, and um, how it can determine the health of our, adrenal, our of our adrenals? 
Sure. Well, I, I work with a lab. It's called Analytical Research Labs, and they do the hair uh, uh, tests there. And uh, basically, you just have to take a little sample uh, of the nape of your neck, and it's, you know, it's about a heaping tablespoon worth, essentially, of hair, mm-hmm. uh, about an inch long, inch to an inch and a half long. So it's not a lot of hair. Uh, and then what the hair can do, it's basically a tissue, like a biopsy, and it can kind of tell us what patterns are going on in the body throughout about a, maybe three-month window of time. So we can see patterns and trends that are going on in the body before, you know, a disease state sets in, essentially. Um, it's not a diagnosis, uh, you know, it's not diagnostic, but it is very useful in, in helping us see these patterns and trends, and we can kind of address the body once we see where the person is at. So, you know, once you can see your individual biochemistry, what your macro minerals are, what the mineral ratios are, we can really do a lot. So, with the adrenal specifically, uh, there's a specific ratio. The um, sodium to magnesium ratio tells us kind of the basic function of the adrenals, whether it's over stressed or under stressed. Or, but then there's a bunch of other things within the test that we can look at too to get another like layer or picture of what's really going on with the body and the stress state. You know, so it's more than just the adrenal glands. You know, it's kind of everything really, but uh, I find that most people have more uh, adrenal fatigue, deeper adrenal fatigue than they even realize that they had when they see what's going on in the hair. So it really is a great window into your health. It's very easy to do. It's very affordable to do. And then what happens is when we look at these patterns and trends and we can correlate everything together, it's kind of hard to just look at a hair test to the average eye and say, oh, I know what to do now. You really have to study this stuff and understand all the implications. But what I do is I put together a plan for each client after I look at these and, you know, we, I give them a dietary plan uh, and a supplement plan. And, and then we try to balance the body and bring the body into better balance. Uh, one of the big things is actually toxic metals. Pretty much everyone today has them, right? So that's a big thing, and that plays into the health of our adrenals as well. So that's something that we would do with the hair analysis uh, protocol, essentially, is help the body to get more energy and vitality to kind of gently and naturally chelate those out of the body so that the minerals we do need go in to the right places and do the right jobs we need them to. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So now with the hair analysis, I assume it's a kit that you're, you're mailed and then you, you take, like you said, the, the stump of hair that um, needs to be taken and then mail it back. Now, when you get the results, is that something that you're putting together for the person who does the hair analysis test or um, the lab puts that together of recommendations and things like that? Or is that something that you work with the person on um, one-on-one or... Yeah, so I do hair analysis consults, and essentially someone orders the consultation. They order it through my website, and I mail them the kit. They send their hair into the lab. The lab sends me their report, and then I do a f- additional report on top of it. Uh, you know, lifestyle, you know, help with basic 
you know, lifestyle things, stress, sleep, exercise, all that stuff, we talk about it because everybody needs kind of a little bit of a different plan, you know, and then we kind of discuss what the minerals mean and kind of where their body might be at and they can correlate symptoms that might be associated with the different ratios and mineral imbalances, things like that. And then I talk about, I give them a dietary game plan to follow. And really what this does is it gives us a plan of action to improve the body. And then it's really recommended to do them every three months just because you want to reassess and see how the body has changed mm-hmm. and then change your course of action. So, like, for example, I have a client who I actually just had her, a retest today, and she was in what we call fast oxidation. So she would have been the more, you know, a little more stressed, and she needed to eat more fat. Well, she just got her hair test back, and some things have changed, and now she's in slow oxidation, so we had to change her diet. We had to change her supplements, things like that. We got to see her improvements, which was cool, and um, see what the body's, how the body's responding to the plan she had. So, you know, it's, it's a nice way to approach a general nutritional plan for your health um, and get a lot of bang for your buck and just have a lot of peace in knowing, you know, you're guiding your body to correct these imbalances. Uh, so it's a great starting point for anyone, you know. Um, and a great way to kind of maintain your health. Definitely. And so um, I want to, if you can give us your website information, because people can go there, and then we will also, after each show, we we do a recap, and we'll have um, the links on our page too. But if you can give us um, your website information and how people can contact you via social media or email or website, whatever you prefer. Sure. Did you want me to say that now? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, okay. So my website is divinehealthfromtheinsideout.com, and I am on Facebook uh, as well as Twitter and Pinterest, and all that information is on my site. Uh, Divine Health is um, its actually a weird Facebook URL, so it's probably better for you to just find it on the website. And also on my website, there is a place where you can, you know, look more at the hair analysis, so it's at the top of the page. You can click on that, and just tells you a little bit more about it, and that's where, if you're interested, you can sign up. Um, and then what else, I guess? Oh, and right now, that's really how I'm consulting with people. I'm starting out with the hair analysis. I also do programs and courses, and I announce those through my newsletter and on my website. I'll be doing it a kind of like a 30 days to vibrant health starting in the new year to get people kind of started on the new year with healthy, you know, patterns and diet and lifestyle and things like that. Uh, So there's lots of things I'm trying to do to help people get healthier, but the hair analysis is always available and you can sign up anytime. Okay, great, great. Well, it's hard to believe it. So the segment's already coming to an end and, um, but you've, provided a, a lot of great information here. And I, I encourage people to go to your website to, to get more information, sign up for your newsletter, um, check out the hair analysis also. Um, so it's it's time for us to take a short break, but I, I want to thank you, Lydia, for joining me today. You know, I've enjoyed uh, speaking with you. And um, for the rest of the audience, please don't go away because coming up, we're going to talk about some current events. You're listening to Living Natural Today, Out With Toxins, In With Your Health on Voice America.
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that'll help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back as we continue at Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling. Today we've been talking about adrenal fatigue and stress, but now I want to get into some current events. And as always, as I mentioned, be sure to follow me on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. And also you can find all of that information on my website at livingnaturaltoday.com. So this will be the last time I mention this. I know I've mentioned it each show, trying to keep you on top of what's going on with the uh, GMO labeling out in Oregon. Um, but this will be my last update on it. So the Yes on Measure 92 campaign has ended their efforts. They said, while Measure 92 will not emerge victorious in this election, our growing movement to label genetically engineered foods is neither defeated or discouraged. Last Tuesday, they went to a court um, in a final attempt to have 4,600 uncounted ballots opened and counted in the race. The judge agreed that leaving the 4,600 ballots uncounted in the selection will cause irreparable harm to those voters and to the Measure 92 campaign. But he ultimately ruled that Oregon law did not allow him to issue the order to stop count. So more than the 4,600 valid ballots rejected by election officials remain uncounted. And they've examined all of their other legal options and found that there's none that, that could succeed in getting the remaining votes counted before the election is certified. Um, the team thanked everyone and said the labeling movement will continue to grow. They draw strength from the fact that they came so achingly close to winning this vote, despite being outspent by millions of dollars by pesticide companies and the food conglomerates that, that want to block Oregonians from, from knowing whether or not the food that they eat has been genetically engineered to, to withstand heavy pesticide spraying. And as I read in another article, no matter how you look at it, this movement is nowhere close to fading. More people than ever are raising questions about how their food is grown and produced. So there's no turning back now. So I'm excited to see what, what will happen in the new year. Now I wanted to um, 
this is for some of you last minute shoppers as we're getting close to Christmas here. This is from, it's called Recycle Bank. And, and actually they're a great service in our city that um, we use for recycling and you can earn points towards products. And they have some um, eco-friendly ideas for your gifts. So some suggestions that they, they mention are wrap everything in sustainable gift wrap, like maybe use newspaper or fabric scraps or, or plain recycled craft paper to, to wrap. Um, give a handmade gift. You know, you can find projects, ideas online that um, upscale used goods. And you can um, do, you know, even create um, ingredients for the kitchen in, in jars. You can put them like cookie mixes or, or homemade hot chocolate, things like that you can you can uh, put together. Um, they always recommend, you know, shop local, uh, even buy used. You can gift an experience. So, um a fantastic memory like tickets to a player concert or, or museum membership or things like that. Or, of course, make a donation to um, a charity or a cause that's near and dear to yours and the person that you're doing it for, their heart. So those are some ideas there. Um, I wanted to mention that recently General Mills agreed to drop their 100% natural labeling in face of a lawsuit. So, you know, there's no legal definition of what constitutes natural food in the United States. And manufacturers have used the word widely and liberally. Um, labels like all mat- natural mean close to nothing. It just confuses buyers. And I'm glad to say in a recent lawsuit settlement, General Mills agreed to remove the label 100% natural for more than 20 of its products. The food manufacturer will not use the term 100% natural on any product that contains more than 0.9% of synthetically produced ingredients. Um, the argument also stipulates that no product containing more than 0.9% of GMOs will be labeled 100% natural. And this is important because research from Consumer Reports found that more than half of Americans believe that food labeled natural are GMO-free. And, you know, this that's not true. And natural really doesn't mean much. So if you, um, you need to look for the organic or non-GMO Project Verified label to find food without GMOs. So I've done some previous episodes in the past. I, I encourage you to listen to the one on organic and the other one on GMOs to learn more to... Um, avoid GMOs. And then um, another story about a a bigger retailer or manufacturer, I mean, PepsiCo cut about 100 employees from their Chicago's North American nutrition team. And, you know, I never like to hear of people losing their job. But in this case, I believe it's an indicator of the direction we're heading. More people are starting to show an interest in healthier food options and are tired of not knowing what's in their food. And PepsiCo recently cut the 100 employees from their Chicago North American Nutrition Division. The layoffs mark the latest step in a long-running effort to trim costs as demand softens for some of its soft drinks and snacks, according to the Chicago Tribune, which, which broke the story. So in the past two years, PepsiCo has been trying to simultaneously cut costs and build its brands in the face of weakening demand. So that's interesting as um, people become more aware of their food. And then I do want to mention... Um, an article about radiation danger. The NBC News recently ran a story about a high amount of radiation children are being exposed to. They cited that chest x-rays taken at the Mayo Clinic showed that the great majority did absolutely nothing to tell doctors what was wrong with a child while exposing the kids to radiation. And the more powerful form of x-ray called the CT scan is even more worrying. And some studies have suggested that kids who get too many really do have a higher risk for cancer. So it's important because you know children are young and their tissues are more vulnerable to damage. And I remember seeing an image about cell phones and the amount of radiation going into a child's brain compared to an adult. And today's kids are just they're exposed to way much greater amounts of radiation than um, we used to be with all the technology that we use and everything. So this really should be limited. So with that being said, you know, I recommend if you, if you have to do x-rays, I ask 
or recommend that you ask your doctor if there are other options that won't expose your child to, to needless radiation. So um, I just want to encourage you to stay on top of that. And then I also want to uh, just message as we were talking today about minerals and adrenal fatigue and things like that, that um, I don't typically mention this, but I, I do... Um, I'm with a company called Longevity, and, and it offers, and also Beyond Organic, which offers tremendous food and, and um, products that way. But Longevity offers um, the highest quality and most comprehensive line of liquid mineral supplements. And their founder, Dr. Joel Wallach, is, is known to many as the mineral doctor. And they believe that there are 90 essential nutrients we need, with 60 of those being you know, the minerals. So to learn more about that, just please go to my website um, for Longevity at livingnatural.byygui.com or livingnatural.youngevity.com for product information. So we are coming to the end of the program. So I want to thank you for listening in, and, and I'd like to thank our guest today, Lydia Shatney. She can be found at divinehealthfromtheinsideout.com. And I'd also like to invite you to visit my website at livingnaturaltoday.com and download your free resource guide about minimizing toxins. Hope you'll join me again next week as we discuss toxins and how to minimize them. Until then, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. See you next week. Thank you for joining Teresa Jungling for this week's edition of Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Please tune in again next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week.